Hello, welcome to Life Coaching on the Move. I'm your host, Dawn Fisk. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, please do check out the previous episodes or the the library of previous episodes. There's loads of different subjects there for you to um, think about, learn from, um, etc, etc. If you have to start anywhere, start perhaps at the first 10 episodes, 1 to 10 rather than last week's and the weeks before. Just makes more sense, more logical sense when you listen to the content. If you're uh, a regular listener, I just want to thank you massively for listening and coming back and um, giving me your time. Um, I'm really grateful and I'm thrilled that you choose to do that. Please do either way. Um, If you enjoy today's episode, please do pass it on to your friends or put a link on your social media just to say that you're enjoying listening. Um, I really appreciate that. That's the only way I get word out. I don't advertise or promote it at all in any shape or form, really. So I'd be grateful for that. And um, thank you. Now, today, uh, at the time of recording this, it's early September. And uh, as is my want, last month was August and uh, one of my themes on Mother Podcast was how perhaps August is the ideal month for taking stock, reviewing, reflecting, learning, uh, doing a bit of a mental stock check on progress, your development, uh, how you're feeling, issues that you're challenged with, how you've been coping with them and just life generally because many of us have some annual leave in August or our kids are off or our customers are quiet and, and things often get quiet in August. And so it's the perfect time for reflecting. So therefore, what is September a perfect time for? And for me, I believe it's it's an excellent month for new beginnings because for many of us, naturally, it brings new beginnings. For children, it might be starting school changing school, moving up, changing class, changing teacher, changing changing form group. For parents, it's new because they're taking their child to school for the first time, big event, or um, got all the school uniform ready for the next school and getting used to that new routine, new uh, drive into school or, or whatever it is. For some, it's new because they're going up to sixth form and that's a major change for them. Um, Big, big new chapter for them. Exciting and daunting all at the same time, as is often the case with new things for any of us. Um, It represents a new independence, a new freedom, a new new age for them. Um, So that's exciting uh, for many 16, 17 year olds. For others still, it's going to university um, and really entering the world of adulthood um, and a new chapter for education and perhaps their first moving away from home and being independent. And for parents, it's new because they're letting go. It's a major time for them too, saying driving them there, dropping them off, driving away without them. Uh, The anxiety about them settling, being happy, missing them so on. 
for others, for adults, it might be new because this is often a time of a new job starting, um, interviews um, and personnel away through the summer. Um, and so they may be going for a job, going through the interview process, accepting the offer and starting this month or um, had a job set up and starting once all the team are back from their annual leave. So September can be about change. It can be about new opportunities, new experiences, settling, overcoming nerves, overcoming self-doubt, feeling confident, etc. And all that that journey brings. If it isn't bringing that for you, I would really encourage you to introduce it to uh, create an environment where that is the case. Perhaps a new activity, a new course, learning a new subject, uh, volunteering for a new role, um, pushing yourself, making yourself experience, try and get involved in something new. Because, as anyone will tell you, it a lot of human beings fear change. They don't like change. It's nice the way things are. It's comfortable. I um, I was working with somebody recently who um, was chatting with a, a great opportunity, uh, was considering, you know, pushing themselves and going for this better company, more uh, ability to grow, more ability to advance, learn and expand their skill set, a uh, good company, a bigger company, more exciting, better pay, etc, etc. But the client said, mm, sometimes, you know, it's better the devil, you know. Is it? Is it really? Um, what's the worst that can happen? Another client I was speaking to, he, he, um, was in a good job, is in a good job, secure, etc. But there's part of him that's got this real creative side, this real hunger, this real thirst, and some brilliant ideas, and was sharing those ideas, uh, creative ideas, on, on what he would like to set up himself, you know, launch, um, introduce to the world di- different approaches. Um, brilliant ideas, a real gap in the market, I feel. I feel it could be a huge success. I think it, it, it is something that is needed and there would be good uptake for a certain sector. Um, but this client is very nervous. What if it fails? What if it's not a success? Where would I start? What would I do? Uh, I don't know how to overcome this. I don't know. How to, maybe it's just best in my head, etc. And, and so on. So, um, Change, though, and pushing ourselves and new experiences, starting that new school, starting that new college, going to uni, starting a new job, signing up for a new activity. It is so good for us in so many ways, despite the fears and the nerves. They're normal. We are going to be nervous. And as I said to my client, you you wouldn't be human if you launched these new things without any kind of um, anxiety, without any kind of pre-stage nerves as it were, not that it was a stage that he was going on, but it is very, very normal because evolutionary wise, we are programmed to look for danger and threats. We are programmed to keep ourselves safe and look out on the horizon all the time for for eventualities that could literally eat us, attack us or, or harm us. We don't have that so much these days, but our threats and our dangers are Things like careers, money, bills, car breaking down, traffic, um, 
customer issues, supply issues, all of those things stress us out and give us the same reaction as we would have had should we think there's a shadow on the horizon and is it, uh, is it a predator. Um, so it's normal to be looking for possible threats. It's wise to be looking for possible threats. But what those people that do take the plunge, that do jump and know that the parachute will open, the difference that sets them apart is they do it alongside the nerves and the anxiety. It's not that they do it without any nerves, self-doubt, anxieties or worries, but they welcome them, they recognise them, but they choose to override them and do it anyway. Um, so there's never a perfect time. Don't wait for that. And there's never a time that will come where you have absolutely no worries, absolutely no doubts, insecurities or fears. That won't come either. We have to make it happen now, knowing it's never a perfect time, but do it anyway. Do it now, knowing that you're nervous and you're worried, but do it anyway. They are natural emotions. So override those and don't let those or you be the obstacle because that's basically what's in the way. It's, it's ourselves in our own way. It's our own thoughts. We believe our truths and facts. They're not. They're just a story that our brain's telling us. They're just telling us what if that happens? What if this happens? It's just words. It's just a narrative. It's not truth. Um, we can thank our brain. Thanks for that. Thanks for trying to keep me safe, but I'm doing it anyway. The upsides of change, the upsides of new experiences and pushing through that um, little barrier, our own barrier, uh, pushing through and, and coming out the other side is the growth. Is We grow in so many ways. You're just watching children nervous of going into school, clinging to their mum's skirts and things like that. When they've been there a few days and they go skipping in and they've got their new best friend and um, they're happy and they're giggling and they're excited about the birthday party they've been invited to and um, going round to their friends for a play date, that's growth. That would never have happened if you'd not prized them off from the skirts and and had to take that brave and bold step of walking away despite the tears, knowing that they would be all right. Um, same with university, dropping them off at university, looking at their face, giving them a big hug, knowing they're nervous and scared, but knowing that actually university can potentially be the best chapter of their life. Just a great time making friends that they will be friends with for life, go through all sorts of events with um, you know, in, until their old age, really. But if you give in to that nerves and you don't drive away, will they grow? Will they take that step? Will they reach their full potential, make those friends, get their education, get that life experience and independence and confidence that can come with it? Sometimes we have to push through as hard as it is for our loved ones, our children or our, uh, somebody that we care for. We have to do what's really hard, but we need to apply that for ourselves too. So if you're thinking of signing up for a course, but you're a bit nervous, what if I can, what if I don't fit in? What if, oh, do my brain cells still work? What if, da, 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 do it anyway. An activity, mm, well, I haven't done any fitness in ages or I haven't done dancing in ages or I haven't stitched or sung or danced or whatever it is, do it anyway. It's just your brain giving you a narrative. Um, oh, I'm not sure if I could keep up the volunteering. What if I don't like it? Or what if it's too much? Or I can't give the time or whatever. Do it anyway. 
you will never know unless you drive away and leave your child at uni or at school or you walk in there, sign up and, and give it a go. So September is a great month for new experiences. It's getting to the, it's the middle bit between summer and autumn. It's the bit where we, the nights start drawing in. It's the bit where Christmas is looming. The winter's on its way for us in the UK anyway. It's all about the leaves start dying off and start settling and stuff. So we can really, really embrace it's the last quarter of the year. We can have a last half hard push for a good year end for a good build up to Christmas, for a good mental health, for staving off any winter blues. Um, what else does signing up for new things bring? Well, it can bring you new resilience by pushing through that self-doubt and that overcoming anxiety, etc., making yourself do it anyway, you get so much confidence as a result. You feel proud, a sense of achievement, a sense of uh, growing self-worth. Look at that, I did it anyway. You're a good role model to those around you. You'll be inspiring to friends, loved ones. Oh my word, you're doing that? That's amazing. Maybe I could do that. Um, so your confidence will grow, others will be impressed and may well catch that it's infectious. They may want to jump on that bandwagon and try something for themselves. Gosh, so-and-so is really doing well. They've signed up for a half marathon. They're doing the couch to 5K. Uh, they're writing a book. Whatever it is, maybe I could do that. I'd like to have a little bit of a buzz in my life and um, some excitement and newness. So d don't underestimate how inspiring you can be to others and to yourself. Then you're on an upward climb. I did that so I can do the next thing. You get Nat's resilience. I coped with that. What can I cope with next? I handled that. And I absolutely agree. What's my next challenge? It's infectious. It's infectious to you. It's infectious to others in a good way. So your confidence will grow, your resilience. You, you've overcome a, a few doubts and difficulties and, and, and nerves. Mm, what could I do next? So apply for those jobs. Just try for them. See what your CV can do. Um, give it a little go. It's not better the devil you know. It's living. It's not sleepwalking through life. It's, it's embracing new experiences. And what it does, it keeps you alive. So you get a real sense of, uh, you know, uh, pride, acknowledgement, achievement. Um, and you are living life to the full instead of just plodding and reacting and, you know, just just existing. No one wants that. You instead are driving your life. You're, re you're proactive. You're pushing it forward. You're, you're grabbing opportunities. You're living it to the full. That's a much better life. A much, a, a well-lived life has got to be better, hasn't it? And that's what we all want. So a well-lived life, a rewarding life, a fulfilling life. And that can only happen if you push yourself and create it for you, drive it and bring it in, plan it, go out there and get it. So if the children have now gone to school, if you're finding that you're back from holidays, the sun is shining here in the UK, maybe it's the time to get to push yourself, make that decision, pick the phone up or sign up or check out at the basket or wherever it is that you've been looking at online. Not all, it is not to be underestimated either, just the power of what it does for us mentally. 
you're not only learning that new language or n- learning that new skill, but it is incredibly powerful and and um, you know effective at staving off dementia. Ironic that I stumbled over my words just then. <laughs> um, yeah, it has been shown scientifically to be the case. The brain is a muscle. And just like all muscles, we need to keep it moving, keep it working, keep putting it under stress to keep those muscles strong. And it's the same with the brain. So whilst we're working and bringing up children and and playing a role in society, we are taxing and stretching our brain and using it all the time. I don't think it's any uh, a, a coincidence that often at the time of retirement and we assume ageing, but we give up work, we therefore are taxing our brain and stretching our brain less so. And that is so often the time when we start seeing in someone the symptoms of early onset dementia, potentially, not for everybody, of course. Um, But it has been proven, research has shown that People who continue to use their brain, continue to stretch it and challenge it, either by at that point learning a new skill, whether it's a language, a musical instrument, um, something challenging like how to, the rules of playing bridge, um, new experiences, new skills, still learning, maybe signing up for courses, etc., etc., that that can really, really help stave off uh, early onset dementia because you're still using the brain you're still using it as a muscle reading around topics and uh, topical uh, subjects every day quizzes um, little mental challenges etc keeping the brain alive so too is it really important exactly at the same time for our physical muscles we often you hear someone say oh, i couldn't do that not at my age i'm 57 whatever i should uh, i can't lift that you lift that for me i'm getting on now and we actually do the wrong thing we st- we rein ourselves back because we're getting old so we won't do this physical activity or that one or whatever but in fact the reverse is complete the opposite is completely the case we need to be doing more lifting more challenging of our muscles even more be consciously building up our muscle tone and our muscle strength because aging is the very um the atrophy of our muscles, the dying off, the weakening and the shrinking of our muscles, that is ageing. We can stave that off and, and counterbalance it by doing more weight work um, and resistance work and balance work, you know, walking a lot on, on even on on uneven ground and testing that gets our brain and our hand-eye and all of those coordination things and our balance into play as well. All really, really good for us, more so as we get older. The ironic thing is, it's usually the youngsters that go to gyms or work out or lift the weights, but more for um, appearance reasons than for uh, medical and strength reasons. Ironically, as we get older, we stop caring about so much about our six pack and our looks and our tone. And we almost mentally give in, well, I'm not as young as I was, you know, I can't do the things I could, I used to be able to do. But whenever I run, uh, read the running magazines, I'm always inspired by people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, doing, um, marathons or half half marathons or doing skydives or um 
you know, may, maybe slower. That doesn't matter. No, we're not racing anybody. It's not a race. It's the, it's the doing. It's staying physical. It's staying fit, looking after ourselves, staying mobile. Um, I'm absolutely certain of the 90-year-olds, and I have got to know quite a lot of 90-year-olds lately for one reason or another. Um, I think the pattern, looking back on their lives, and I often say to them, gosh, what is the trick to staying um fit and well and healthy into your 90s? What's the trick for longevity? And they all have been very mobile, very active. They didn't lead sedentary lives. And we, the way our society is going is more and more of us, through our work and our lifestyles, are leading very sedentary lifestyles that, you know, um, and it's not good for us. All our hamstrings tighten up or our muscles tight, start shrinking. Um, as we age, the need is greater and increases with our age for doing more movement, um, lifting resistance and keeping those muscles going as well as the muscle of the brain. Really essential. So don't give in to the, the number and say, don't even hear yourself use that um, language of, oh, I'm getting on now. I can't do what I used to do. It's a mindset. Don't, don't, if you can, I would really urge you to resist that mindset. Or it becomes, we are, we become um, the product of our thoughts or if we allow ourselves to. So, Long story short, I would really, really urge you to embrace September as a time for change, a time for new things, new experiences and the excitement and nerves that that brings and just welcome them into your life. If they're not there at the moment, what could you do to bring it into your life? What new thing could you learn this month? By the end of September, uh, what would you like to learn and understand more of? Is there something on the computer? Is there some kind of app that you've wanted to overcome? Some kind of skill? Is there something you want to go out and experience and see and do? Um, another benefit is it can bring you new friends. If it's something you're signing up for, a new activity, singing, dancing, a, a skill, <laughs> anything, Um fishing, uh, tinkering or woodwork or whatever, signing up for the men's sheds where they uh, men meet in different all different towns and they either learn to fix things, mend things or um, whittle things with wood and create things and build things and things can be great because they're meeting other guys and they're just chatting. Would you like to be a detectorist? Would you, what, what would you love to do? What have you always wanted to do? Maybe now is the month. Through that, not only do you get all the psychological well-being and the confidence and the better mental health, but you may well get a better social life, make new friends, um, get invites to different things, meet, meet friends of theirs. And who knows what doors that could potentially open um, in terms of friendships, relationships, uh, experiences, holidays, um, even business opportunities or career opportunities. You just never know. But what's true is those things will not come knocking on your door. Very rarely anyway, it's less likely to be the case. Got to get out there, got to go and live life as much as we can um, fully and be, be out there and involved.
So I really, really encourage you to, if you do and you find a great success and it brings great joy, etc., then drop me a line and share it. I'd love to hear from you. Equally, drop me a line and share what you reflected on in August, if you did do that, as we were chatting on the podcast about. Um, just as we, well, yes, I was going to share a story as well. Um, last week was a bank holiday in the UK and my husband decided we'd go off for a bit of a cycle challenge. No prep, <laughs> complete spontaneity. That was a mistake in hindsight. Um, anyway, we decided that we would catch a train down to Winchester at, with our bikes and cycle the Clarendon Way, which is Winchester Castle up to a castle or cathedral in Salisbury. So it's Winchester to Salisbury, 26 miles or so. However, we got lost because the map we took was rubbish. Um, Bad planning, as I said. So we got lost. So we added the mileage on. We did about three and a half extra additional miles that we didn't need to. So um, it wasn't easy terrain either. And we didn't have much fluid with us or food. But we anyway... Uh, we ended up with my husband's bike having a really nasty puncture about seven miles from the end. So we had no mobile signal, weren't near a village, completely stuffed the tyre, flat as a pancake, nothing we could do. So we pushed the bikes and walked for a while and we come to the first village. Now, this is the story, this is the bit. I noticed a man in one of the the gardens outside was unloading four bikes from his bike rack off the back of his car. And I thought, ah, somebody with bikes. So I went up to him with a smile and said in a nice, pleasant, friendly way, I don't suppose you would happen to have a a spare inner tube or a puncture kit at all that we might be able to purchase off you. We're stranded miles from home. And he looked at me in a very aggressive way you know as if we were (laughs) something he just stepped in and just snapped no and that was the end of that discussion and just walked off which I thought was unnecessarily unfriendly um it just wasn't very pleasant in contrast however we then eventually came to that village pub although it was closed um we sat on the table outside and the landlord came out and said offered us would we like some crisps which was very sweet that he was closed and couldn't uh, sell us drinks but he could give us some crisps which was lovely and then a lady in a house opposite came out um she apparently was house uh, cat sitting for them and was feeding the cats and she was about to go down the road and feed some more cats and she was the local she was an absolute angel and she was just so lovely her energy her spirit uh, just a whole being came over to us and checked are you all right there's not really any signal around here do you need a landline I could go inside and get a landline um do you need a glass of squash a cold drink Uh, She was just so helpful, so caring and so friendly. We got her life story, fascinating story. She was just such a lovely angel. And I said to my husband afterwards, it just goes to show that you can choose in life how you want to show up. Do you want to be like her? Do any of us want to be like her? Just loving, full of love, full of care, full of compassion, a lovely, lovely soul very happy lady, big smiles, and her husband who came out the house helping cat sit and off they drove in their car, waving, quite literally waving at both of us, big smiles. And just gave us such a nice warm feeling, cheered us and 
reinstated our faith in humankind? Or do we want to be like the other guy? Cold, um, unfeeling, unhelpful, unfriendly. I wonder if you could score their levels of happiness in life generally. Which one would score highest? I suspect it would be the husband and the wife. Caring for people's cats, you know, kind, you could, she just oozed warmth in every way, whether it's animals or humans. Whereas he, he oozed absolutely the opposite end of the spectrum um, in terms of coldness, meanness, mean-spirited, and I know which one I would rather be. And it was... It was inspiring to the point where later in the week, that week, we saw a cyclist equally stranded pushing a bike and, and went and offered him his, some help and a lift, etc. Because it it spreads, doesn't it? Kindness and um, caring spreads. It has a ripple effect because she had been so lovely for us and helpful um, in our time of <laughs> distress Um it made us, it encouraged us to give back in a sense, in a, you know, give back karma kind of way. And maybe that will spread to the person that we offered help to. And they might give some um, some kindness, etc. It's the more that if this world were just a little bit kinder, if we were all more like her, what a better place this would be Um what would it do to the wars, to, to the cruelty, to the aggression and the, the crime that we experience in our world if we could all just be 5% more like her on a daily basis? So I just thought I'd share that because it really inspired me. It was a tonic and it's food for thought for, for all of us. So if you get a chance today or in the next few ways, days to do something uh, that you wouldn't normally do, extra kindness for somebody, um, then you will feel great for it. It is really, really good. It's a two-way street. Everybody benefits as a result. Um, so little bits of admin to wrap up. Two courses launch this this in two weeks. No, about 10 days, actually. Um, so we've got the seven-week program with life skills and confidence. If anybody you know, teenager or adult, because I've got both courses starting, one starts on a Monday and runs for seven Mondays. That is, I think, the adult course, I think, trying to remember. And the Tuesday um, is the teenagers, well, 17 and below. Um both very similar materials, actually, because their life skills, their confidence that all humans need, uh, they're equally applicable. If you know someone that's struggling with anxiety, self-doubt, insecurity, lack of confidence, shy, um, anxious, stressed, all of those things, if they're holding themselves back, if they're not fulfilling their their full potential, if they, you know, they're negative and self-doubting and fear and not going for those jobs or not pushing themselves or stuck in a, um, a rut and unhappy and down and low-level depression um, or could do with confidence in themselves, could do with believing in themselves, getting out there, making friends, they're not making friends, they're not mixing, they're struggling in life generally or struggling at work, not mixing, um, not pushing themselves career-wise because they self-doubt... All of those 
um, to a greater or lesser extent, if they could benefit from some strategies and skills, a little mental toolkit over the seven weeks, which will set them up for life to handle and bounce back from things, cope with things, encourage themselves, support themselves, try new things, succeed, etc., etc., and feel happier in themselves, feel happier in their lives. Um, get to like who they are, then that course is for them, absolutely for them. Um, So have a look on the website, www.milestone-coaching.co.uk. You can email me through the website as well or telephone me, the number's there. If you're not sure whether the course or any of the other courses on the website is for you or your young person or your team member, then just give me a call and chat it through anytime. Call me anytime. If I'm not coaching, I'm happy to take the calls. Or if a one-off one coaching session could be the answer, tailored exactly to what you need, your own tailored uh, examples, challenges um, and obstacles that you're facing, then that can be arranged as well. So it's all there. Just surf through the website and have a look. Stress, time management, interviewing, confidence, public speaking, it's all there. Other than that, thank you so much for listening today. Hope you have a cracking week and a great September. I will speak to you again, but go for it. I really, really urge you to and see what it brings and let me know. Take care. Thank you for listening.